we have a favorite uh, tech blogger on the line, Mr. Dave Greenway. Hi, Dave. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Great, thank you. How are you doing? Uh, fantastically well. Yeah, I'm sure you are. So Apple, uh, there was a worldwide developers conference and they were showing off some really cool new stuff. Yeah, so um, every year around about this time, we get WWDC, mm. uh, which is, as you said, the Worldwide Developers Conference. And essentially, that is Apple showing off all its latest software that it's going to update um, all of its platforms with over the next couple of months. Usually around September, October time, we get those updates. And so that's updates to uh, Mac OS, iOS for iPhones, iPad OS, Watch OS, TV OS and Apple CarPlay, which got a sneaky one this year. Mm. Um, there were quite a few cool ones. Um, basically, Apple CarPlay, Apple showed off a full version of its CarPlay that can replace everything from the instrument cluster, so that's your rev counter and your speedometer, everything from behind the driver all the way across to the passenger. And they've started working with uh, car manufacturers on that, and they say that there will be some versions of that out before the end of the year, so you could see... Um, your iPhone taking up even more parts of your display. So that's mm-hmm. everything from um, if you've been into a new VW car recently and you've seen their uh, instrument cluster where you can have the map behind your um, your speedometer, basically, so that you're looking at your GPS navigation without having to look to the right. You can keep your eyes sort of in the area on of the, the road, screen, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, okay. so lots of cool things from Apple there. Obviously, it depends on how much the, uh, the auto manufacturers want to integrate in with them. Um, if you've ever unlocked your iPhone or tried to unlock your iPhone or use your Face ID in landscape mode instead of in portrait mode, so think you're, uh, you know, in an app that's in landscape mode, it asks you for your password, you're trying to unlock it using your Face ID and it won't accept it because it needs to be in portrait mode, that's apparently being fixed, which I'm very excited about. And if you've ever, if you install things like, um, a live score tracking app or if you have Uber on your phone or uh, Mr. Delivery or anything like that where you've Mm. got a a set of updates that comes through regularly and you'd get like two or three or four notifications from the same event happening, so say a score update on a football game, Mm. there's a new type of notification that they're improving it with called live activities where instead of it giving you a new notification, it just updates the current one. So if your, um, your food is being delivered from a restaurant, the order pops up the first notification, then it live updates with when the, the food's been collected and as the driver's on the way, it shows you how far along the way he is and it sort of updates everything in there. And then we're getting some lock screen notifications as well. So that's basically they're changing a lot of stuff and I'm excited for it. It sounds cool, right? So this new M2 processor, was it also part of this worldwide uh, developers conference? Yeah, so half of the developer, or more, the, more of the developers' conference is, uh, is basically packed around the software. Obviously, it's a conference for developers. Mm. Um, but they always seem to give us a bit of hardware as well. So um, they announced the new M2 processor, which is the second-generation processor um, designed in-house by Apple for laptops and um, laptops and desktop computers, so not the smartphones and tablets that, we used, that we're used to have them uh, developing stuff for. And the reason that this is a, a big deal is um, their first generation prompted a massive change from the likes of Intel and AMD as well. So essentially you've got um, a lot of large processor cores and small processor cores, which is similar to how cell phones and tablets have been working previously, where your large ones only really turn on when you've got very high processing power intensive uh, applications, so video editing, stuff like that. 
But for the most part, it's the smaller, lower-powered cores. And what that enabled them to do was get the huge high performance that they needed, but also a lot of battery life. And Intel's done exactly the same thing, and AMD's now doing the exact same thing. So the second generation of this is Apple refining it even more, and they're refining it and putting it into a new redesigned MacBook Air. So if anyone knows the difference between a MacBook Air traditionally has been a regular MacBook is sort of square on the side. It looks Mm. flat from all angles Mm. uh, if you're looking at it from the side, whereas the MacBook Air sort of looks like a wedge shape, like a doorstop. Very expensive doorstop, but like a doorstop. (laughs) Um, And now the MacBook Air is going to have the same sort of squared off edges, and that's going to come with uh, the M2 chip and a new MagSafe connector and a whole bunch of things there. So we are getting a new entry level. I struggle to say entry level for 20,000 Rand laptops, but an entry level Mac. So I'm assuming that the memory on this new MacBook Air will be explosive. Yeah, so uh, faster processor, faster memory, more memory bandwidth. So if you've been struggling um, with applications that need to address your memory or your storage with even more, then the M2 is going to solve all sorts of problems there. Um, and this will obviously cascade out in much the same way that the M1 processor did with an M1 Pro and an M1 Max and an M1 Ultra. Mm. We can expect through the next year that there'll be an M2 Pro and an M2 Max and an M2 Ultra in all of the, the top-end lines of their MacBooks. So it should be quite nice to see exactly how we get these performance improvements across the whole line and whether the competition can keep up with them. I mean, not everyone can afford you know, MacBook prices. But the fact that Intel is following a similar architecture means that we'll get the benefits of, you know, the ability for a processor to go high performance and also high efficiency. So how much are we looking at, actually, for this better performing MacBook Air? Uh, let's, let's, so it's $1,200, I believe, in the States. So let's just think about 20,000 Rand as being sort of the entry level, like 19, 20,000 Rand. This all obviously depends on um, you know, import fees and duties mm. and the rand dollar exchange rate, which is a bit volatile these days. So let's just guess around 20. And then if you want to add in more RAM or more memory, more storage, um, higher performance processor, anything like that, just imagine your wallet evaporating. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so what's the tech term of the week, Dave? Uh, tech term of the week this week is continuity camera which is one of the features that was launched at WWDC. So this will be in the newest version of macOS. And what it allows you to do is use your iPhone as a webcam. So you can dock your iPhone next to your computer, and you can address each of the cameras on your iPhone as a separate webcam. So they showed some cool stuff like the wide-angle lens being able to do a top-down view because it's got such a wide view it can see your desk, and so all it does is crop out that little piece of your desk, and it sort of fakes a top-down camera view, which is very cool if you're a teacher and you want to do, you know, if you're doing remote learning and you want to show people something on your desk while looking at them, it can use both cameras on your iPhone as a webcam and show one of you and one of your desk. Lovely. Continuity camera. Thank you so much, Dave. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, yeah? Yeah, you too. Cheers, us. Thank you. That's Mr. Dave Greenway, our Take Blogger.